It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor Last Night? This is the only Survivor podcast that's any fun to listen to. My name is Jake Scheidel. Each week I ask my best friend, Thomas Powell, if you did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how are you doing this Father's Day morning? Jake, I feel that we've been derelict in our duty in stressing what this month is about because mm. I think we've always been pretty clear Yes, as we've course. been recording this podcast, that June is about two things. Can you tell me what they are? I feel like you want to say dads and grads. It's all about the dads and grads. Yeah, yeah. So today is to celebrate the dads, but don't forget to celebrate the grads too. They're out the there. They're doing it. They're doing it too, and that's really exciting. We're about halfway through the dads and grads month. Dads and grads are to June what nine eleven is to May on this podcast. Yes, wouldn't you say so? Yeah, they they go together like nine eleven in May. I saw a 9-11 book uh, that was in a school library recently that was a um, graphic novelization of the attacks and uh, the fallout from it. Very interesting book. Had you not heard of it before? Was this your first time hearing about 9-11? Yeah, that that was my introduction to the tragedy that was (laughs) 9-11. Really interesting. I'd been talking about it a lot because I heard other people talk about it, but Mm -hmm. I never knew what people were actually talking about. Every May, people keep saying nine one one, but pronouncing it weird, and I don't understand why. Um, but you know, thank you to I don't know Robert Rodriguez for making that book. Now I know all about nine eleven because me, a graphic. And the other thing is, it wasn't in like historical fiction; it was in graphic novels. It was in with the graphic novels. Like oh, I'm th- sorry that you think that uh, 9-11 uh, is fiction. Are you trying to tell us something? I, here's what I know. I know paper burns really well. Steel beams, though? Get the fuck out of here. That's made of metal. <laughs> that metal would be really funny. Burn. As someone who was alive during 9-11 to only because, like, just find out about it now and then immediately become a conspiracy theorist. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, look, I don't remember this happening, but also it, I don't think it happened the way they said it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. This feels a lot like uh, when they landed on the moon. That's in outer space. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm asking a lot of questions because I didn't know about this until yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know literally anything. Um, Thomas, here's something I know a lot about, and it's the show Survivor. Don't quiz me, please. This is not Quope's quiz. This is the beginning of the show. Thomas, did you watch Survivor Race Wars last night? This is where the party ends. I can't stand here listening to you and your racist friend. I certainly did. Also, thank you. Yeah, you're, you're so welcome. You know, this being a summer off season, we are watching these episodes one by one every week. Uh, so we really get to prolong the race wars, which is the way it should be. <laughs> do you think I know that you do a lot of you do a lot of wonderful editing work on this, but would you be willing to seek out the Fast and the Furious Welcome to Race Wars uh, sound clip? Uh, I think I'll, that'd be a fun drop. I, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, um, no, no worries if not. Yeah, it's. I'm going to mark on the, the, the page right now. Hey, there's a little thing to edit here in the seven-ish minute mark. Um, and then maybe I'll, I'll look back on this later and be like, what was this for? Oh, whatever. Yeah. It's probably if not If you important. forget, I will probably also forget. So no yeah. big deal. Welcome to Race Wars. 
So this this is the perfect dynamic of the show. Yeah, absolutely. This week's episode of the Race Wars on Survivor was called Flirting and Frustration. As far as titles go, pretty good one, I think. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was pretty good. Alliteration, good. Thing and other thing, also good. Good summary of the show. Uh, this episode first aired September 28th, 2006. Thomas, you know I gotta ask you, how old would you have been? September 28th, 2006. Well, I would have been uh, 15 years old, and I would have been celebrating my sister's 17th birthday on September wow, 28th. very exciting stuff. 80s babies, remember, turning 17 in 2006. Yeah, there's a lot of things that she wouldn't understand, because she was technically an 80s kid, not a 90s kid. Yeah, exactly. God, I feel so bad for the kids born in the late 80s. It's like you can't even call yourself a 90s baby. I know that she was a child for more of the 90s than I was, but she was born in 1989, so she's not a 90s kid. That's just, them's the breaks. I don't make the rules. Yeah, that was Ronald Reagan's time. No, 89 would have been George H.W. Bush, of course. George H.W. Bush, yeah. Speaking of the Bushes, the Bush family, they did get a shout-out on this week's Survivor episode. Oh, my Um, God, you're right, they did. (laughs) Before we talk about that, though, I do have to... And also, speaking of George H.W. Bush, uh, Jeff Probst said, read my lips, no more race wars. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, what were you going to ask me? Um, How do you remember our high school football team doing this week? Of course, we were 3-0 going into this week when we played longtime rival Hudsonville. Oh, Oh, Hudsonville was one of the better teams. Hudsonville. They're the Eagles, I believe. Yeah. I have no reason to not believe you. How do you think we did this week? I'm going to say they won. Uh, Well, we have, uh, up to this week, won three games, and that is equal to the number of points we received in this week's game against Hudsonville, when Hudsonville received six points. We lost our first game of the year. Wow, six to three. That sounds like a boring game. (laughs) Uh, That's just any football game, in my opinion. Um... Let them play, you know? Who gives a shit about the time clock? Real football. It's arbitrary, the time. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. That's my favorite more counting than Jake would like there. What's all this math? Yeah. Oh, we have to take two minutes for commercials every 30 seconds? I don't care. Play them. Let them play, ref. Anyway, on the Asian tribe, Cowboy makes fun of this Vietnamese guy for bringing his teenage kids to America because they'll likely be forced into the military. Um, what to say? <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> I understand where he's coming from. I feel like Cowboy is the epitome of the worst guy you know just made a really good point meme. Yeah, He's just like super obnoxious, but yeah, then man, I, what did, did you have a quote for what he specifically said about, didn't he use, did he was like Mr. Bush's war or something like that? Oh, it was like the most yeah. mid two thousands way to talk about it. I, I didn't write it all down, but I do remember that. I do remember him referring to him as the, the Mr. Bush. That was great. Um, yeah. Cowboy, <laughs> a comrade. Um, okay, so we get to what we assume is going to be an immunity challenge, but it's actually, uh, whoops, we messed up from the producers, uh, and they dropped their buffs to tribe swap, but they kept calling it a merge, which confused me. Did you like how they separated the tribes this time? 
They did a schoolyard pick, did they not? They did. They got a schoolyard pick with four captains to form two new tribes, and then Jeff forced them all to pick people by race again. But it hadn't. It had to not be somebody who was already on the team. <laughs> like they're trying so hard to be good. <laughs> we're sorry. We're sorry. Please, our lawyers have informed us. We have to do this. We're trying to delete it. Like, what if nothing had happened in those first two episodes of Note, and they were just like, eh, we're going to do 16 people this year. And this is going to be the first episode. Don't They just cut the, yeah, they cut the rest of the episodes. Yeah. We messed up. It's, uh, it's not this anymore. It, it's just regular diversity. There was an unaired preliminary episode. That's why everyone seems like they know each other already. Uh, don't ask us what was in that. There's um, there's like a preseason game, so we can really shake out who all is good and not good. Um, so everybody is happy to be on these new tribes. What a surprise. <laughs> Stephanie says they're all in together. When they're all together, they don't even see color. Uh, cool phrasing, as always. This certainly was the mid-2000s. Barty says they're back in America, the melting pot. You know that? Did you Heard of it? You've heard of the melting pot that is America, the United States of? Yeah. Yeah. Big fondue pot. Yeah. Uh, Cecilia gives everybody a tour of their camp, the I-2 tribe camp. Do you know this is what the tribe was called? Uh, I never remember remember their names, but I, I think I heard that and was like, ha. Huh. Yeah. Um, Cecilia then tells Candace about Billy's crush. Uh, very cute. This is why we needed the, the preseason in the show. That's why we had to sit through Race Wars, because we had to see Billy make a fool of himself on TV. Yeah, we had to. It was love at first sight, Jake. It was, and I can't argue with that. I love it. Um, over on the Raro tribe, Poverty is planning on flirting with all of the men. Parvati 1.0, let me tell you. These days, it's all about Parvati 2.0. But back then, Parvati 1.0. Yeah, they're, you know, they were like those discs, uh, the, you know, the AOL discs that you would get mm-hmm. in the mail. Yeah. Wh- this is, these, are, these are the old man stories now, are the ones that are like, they used to send you a disc for the internet in the mail. It's true, though. They did used to do that. You're not even making fun of an old man because that's literally what used to happen. That's just accurate. That's not even historical fiction. You could put that in historical fact section of the library. They did used to send CDs in the mail. They used to put movies on CDs and send them in the mail. And now they're opening a restaurant. Can you believe that? Crazy. They used to send Parvati uh, in the mail also. Yeah. Now they sell... Now, now, now they send poverty. <laughs> you, we, yeah, we used to have poverty in mail. Now we have poverty for males. 20, 20 years ago, we, we had Steve Jobs, uh, Poverty Shallow, and Yule Kwan. And these days, we got no jobs, no Yule, only poverty. I don't know. Like, it's a, a comment on capitalism. <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah. Uh, I too, they there's something there. We're gonna every every episode, every every week we say this. Like that's a good. There's there's a good joke there. We're gonna workshop that. Yeah, and then we forget the joke that we made last week, and we uh, come up with new bit ideas that people could just think about throughout the week, 
and be like, oh, what if they had said this? That would have been really funny, too. And it's kind of like a jumping off point for the listener. That's the idea behind this podcast. And we talk about that a lot, actually. I actually have an idea for a new uh, podcast. Oh, potentially. You know how like uh, prompt tweets are like really big yeah. on Twitter? Yeah, really fun. Uh, I think that there's like a market for that for podcasts where you're like you're you're putting out discussion topics for the person listening to it and then they can they can oh, engage with yes. that that way, you know? Oh my god. People like to be included. People do like to be included. Yeah, like audience participation, that's really big. So like we could be like um who are your top 5 favorite movie directors? And then that could be the episode and then everybody else comments. They email what, us. What's and, one song that makes you think about the 1990s? Yeah. What is one song that makes you think about the 1990s? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I'm going to leave a little space here for the listeners to yell things. Mm-hmm. You know, Jake, I got to say Semi-Charmed Life. That's just, uh, if that ain't the 90s, I don't know what is. I always think of when it comes to the 1990s the song that goes, speaking of poverty in the mail, here's the mail and it never fails every time it comes to mail i want a whale mail blues clues you're saying yeah mail time by steve from blues clues that's the one always thinking about the 1990s so this is a very good idea for a podcast and i have an idea for the title too do you want to hear it i would love it i would love to hear it prompt cast the prompt cast yes i love that lose the the it's cleaner prompt cast prompt cast and then maybe we could get jeff probst to co-host and we call it call it Promptcast with Propscast. And people would say, oh, this is the best podcast because it's so easy to say out loud. The Propscast featuring Jeff Prompt. <laughs> Why didn't they call On Fire the Propscast? That would have been such a better title. Yeah, it's crazy that they didn't do that. When they b- boot that show up again, which I'm sure they will because it's apparently been very popular, people won't stop talking about it, including us. I'm going to write into the segment, this is why you suck, and say... The reason you suck, Jeff Probst, among the many, is you didn't call this podcast Probstcast. Would have been better. Yeah, or they, they also could have called it Last Probstcast on the Jeff. <laughs> they could have said it so many. They could have done so many better things. But no, On Fire is really good because then you can say, "Did you did you hear on On Fire with Jeff Probst about how poverty should have won heroes versus villains?" You know, that's a thing people like to say a lot. Saying on twice in a row feels weird, and I feel like Jeff should have thought about that as an executive producer and host of his show. Also, the name of the podcast being On Fire, I I like to imagine that it's a podcast where Jeff Probst just sings I'm On Fire by Bruce Springsteen. I would listen to that. I would pay money to listen to that, actually. He would be the first man to cover that song in like a decade, because every single female singer-songwriter has covered it in that time span. Um... I love that song. Um, it's a good song. It's one of our, the horniest songs ever written. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Um, so over on i2, they start talking about who's trustworthy. Candace, Becky, Penner, and Yule make an alliance. And then they plan on pulling in the alternative white Jessica Flicka. I like calling her the alternative white. That's very funny. Yeah, her being a roller girl makes a lot of sense with everything else. Um, I've I've met quite a few roller derby people in my life, and they've all been gen- generally kind. Um, 
But I guess we can't paint with too broad a brush. Maybe somebody's a loser. I don't know. Flicka, I don't feel like I would get along with Flicka in real life. Well, you didn't meet any roller girls in 2006, so maybe they're That's different true. now. I was but a baby boy of only 15 years. Uh, Penner approaches her and tells her to act as if she's not thinking about the vote, and she says, I'm not. <laughs> I changed my mind. I forgot she said that. Flicka's actually the best. I'm a pro Flicka. I'm not. She says she's just there to make friends. This is a, this is a, this gave me an idea for a simulated season, Thomas. People who say on shows, I'm not here to make friends versus people who come on shows and say, I am here to make friends. Yeah. Friends versus no friends. Oh, my God. Friends versus fake friends. Yes. Uh, friends versus friends versus fake friends. And then we could have one tribe of the friends from friends. Oh, I love that. Joey and company. The whole gang. Joey and the rest. Um, okay, what about when Yule tells Becky that he found the idol? Bill and Rust. Yeah, that was... Yule is very good at reading people, and mm-hmm. uh, Becky is is definitely trustworthy enough for him to do that, so... Yeah. yeah, I like that alliance. I feel like Yule is very good at building bonds and just like seeing, seeming like level-headed in all situations. He's he's never yeah he is very poised. Yeah, I think that uh, does him well. This is the Yule cast now. It's no longer the Probes cast. It's the Yule cast. Um, actually, we're changing it again. It's now the Nate cast because Nate is attacked by an octopus while fishing. Funny stuff. I was a little bummed for that octopus, but, you know, you got to eat. Why were you bummed for the octopus? Because he died? Yeah. Well, we're doing wildlife shots early this week. Because uh, Nate was attacked by an octopus, and I thought it was great. Pro-octopus here on this side of the mic. Uh, we also saw fish, we saw chicken, hermit crabs, whale, and the octopus was the Atlantic white-spotted octopus, also known as the white-spotted octopus, grass octopus, or grass scuttle. What color are these octopus, Thomas? I want to say that it was, uh, was there some red on that octopus? Yeah, it, it kind of like looked like there was. A reddish-orange with white spots all over its legs and a little bit of its head, I think. Uh, where can you find them? I mean, gosh, probably... Uh, <laughs> Didn't realize I was I'm doing a podcast re- with Goofy over here. Gorsh. Uh, I, I've thought about this season so much as Race Wars that I don't remember where it takes place. The Cook Islands, my dear boy. Cook I- It is Cook Islands, okay. You can find them in the Cook Islands, I've heard. <laughs> I'll give you the point. Uh, you can find them in the warm points of the... Pacific and Atlantic Oceans, as well as the Mediterranean Sea and the Caribbean Sea. Um, yeah, which includes the Cook Islands, so good good answer, good answer. Uh, how big would you say their head is, also called their mantle? Isn't that weird? It looked like it was the size of, like, a, uh, like a dodgeball, maybe. Mm. Maybe Nate should have worked on dodging that octopus. So I guess my follow-up question is then, Thomas, how big is a dodgeball in inches? 
I, are we talking like circumference or what are we length? You know, for the whole thing or for the head? For the head. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, twelve inches. We're gonna say a foot. Uh, it's um about eight inches. Um, but how long is the entire body, including all of their limbs? Just say four feet. I don't know how to do math. My notes say 59 inches. Tell me, what is that? That is closer to five feet, because 60 Mm. inches is five feet. I knew 60 was one, but I couldn't remember if it was four or five. So thank you for your math. You're so smart. Uh, The two front arms are longer than the remaining six. I I didn't know how to make that into a question, so that's just a fact for you to know. Uh, Where do they prefer to live in their habitat? What is their habitat? Oh, I think they like I, to live. Yeah, go ahead. They're they're kind of like they kind of stick to like the floor of the ocean, right? Like, I, but they're not. I don't think they live like super deep down. They're in like, but they they tend to like hug the bottom. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I'll give you a few options. Uh, we've got sand, we've got rubble, and we've got seagrass meadows. Or I'm gonna say rubble. I'm gonna say they like living in rubble. Correct. Uh, in fact, they like to live in all of those places. Okay. So that makes sense. Imagine you are this big octopus. How would you go about feeding yourself? Probably go, like, eat some fish. How would you um, hunt these fish? What actions would Grab you take? Grab them with my arms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good enough. Uh, they wrap their mantles around the head of a piece of coral and then just reach into any hole they can find with their eight limbs trying to get small fish. Wow. And then there are also some fish that will hang out around the octopus while they're hunting and just grab whatever they can take that is expelled by the octopus. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I find octopi interesting. Uh, Do you want to hear how they bring about the next generation of octopi? I would love to hear that. Uh, They will lay eggs on land, keeping them clean throughout their gestation period, I guess. I don't know what it's called for eggs. Uh, Then, shortly after the eggs hatch, the parent will die. Um, I knew their lifespan was kind of short, but, oh, man. I know. It sucks, but, you know, I don't know how many eggs they lay, but quite a few, it sounds like. It's weird to have an animal that smart with a lifespan that short. Hey, maybe that's the way to be, you know? <laughs> I'm just imagining. I've eaten octopus before, and I think that's the way I justified it to myself, was like, well, they die pretty quickly anyway, mm. so, you know. Uh, when the eggs hatch, how big do you think the larva will be? Two inches. Uh, put a decimal point in there, buddy. Uh, 0.2 inches. 0.2 inches long, and they only have seven little legs. Aww. Isn't it the cutest thing you've ever heard? Uh, Where do you think they rank on the IUCN red list? It sounded like they're in a lot of different places, so I'm going to say least concern. They are of least concern. And final extra credit question. Do you think octopi are aliens? Uh, I could be persuaded. Right? That's kind of how I feel, too. Like, it's a theory I've heard before, and I think it kind of makes sense. Not like they came here in a ship or anything, just like they had 
their DNA on a space rock that landed here a million years ago. Um, anyway, I was reading up on it yesterday a little bit. It's interesting. It's an interesting theory, and I don't know that I'm convinced that they're uh, Earth-bound, Earth-made, whatever. Okay, so let's talk about this immunity challenge. They race around in a circle carrying the weight, trying to catch the other tribe. This is a great challenge. I love this challenge. Do you love this challenge? Yeah, I liked it a lot, too. I, I, I like when people start falling out, and you have people with, like, four bags on them, and mm-hmm. then it's like, well, if one of those people drops out, then everybody's fucked. Yeah, right. I think they should bring this one back. Um, do you know what this challenge is called? I don't. Me neither. I'm going to try to Google it real quick. Uh, Survivor Challenges Relay? Is that Puzzle Relay? That's not it. Jungle Relay? That's not it. Snake Island Relay? That's not it either. Huh. Uh, Two tribes chasing each other. I'm trying to um, see when the last time they used this was. Oh, it's called Hot Pursuit, apparently. Okay, that's a good name for it. Yeah. Uh, again, great challenge. Everything they do is good. Um, looks like the last time it was used on the United States was Survivor 31. Wow, it's only been used four times in the U.S. version. Palau, Cook Islands, Gabon, and Karamoan. Yeah, it's definitely I don't remember difficult. them doing this. Uh, we've presumably watched two of the other times, and I don't really remember them super well. We've actually now seen every season that featured Hot Pursuit in the American Survivor franchise. Aw. Well, there's no more. Well, Survivor 45 is right around the corner. 46 is right after that. I'm sure Jeff is listening to this, his own podcast. His favorite podcast, I should say, because it's everybody's favorite podcast who listens. And if you go on Survivor, having listened to the show, you're guaranteed to win. Just ask Wendell Holland. Just ask Adam Klein. They did it. You think they still listen? Yeah, every episode, I'm sure. I'm sure they're avid listeners still. If you're Wendell Holland or Adam Klein, please comment on the YouTube channel. <laughs> Wink twice. <laughs> Wink twice if you're a Survivor winner. <laughs> Uh, Ozzy promises Cowboy he's not writing his name down. Oh, did we talk about the immunity challenge? Oh, yeah, we did. Rail wins, and they send Candace to exile, and she gets to not go to tribal council. Great stuff. Love at first sight. Uh, Ozzy promises Cowboy he's not writing his name down, and Cowboy then suggests Becky. Wow. Immediately, Cowboy becomes a race trainer. Can you believe that? Crazy. I Watch think, how they switch sides. I think the phrase race trader is the funniest phrase in the world. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it is a very silly thing to say. If And also very racist. Uh, Penner checks in with Flicka, and she wants to vote Becky, which worries him because he and you will want to take out Cecilia. Ooh, I, I, there were a couple um, editing moments in this episode that uh, I was really impressed with. One was when, um, I think it was Yule said something about a kettle of fish, and then they immediately cut to the line of fish they had hanging in their shelter. Pretty good. Yeah, this is... I like watching this era of Survivor in terms of production, in terms of the challenges they have, in terms of Jeff being a little less friendly. Like mm. they, they were in the sweet spot, I think, at this point. 
What if um, Jeff Probst retired and the new host of the show is Mr. Friendly from Lost? I would love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he like comes out of the woods the same way that Mr. Friendly does every time he sees them. Yeah. This is my island. Um, that's not exactly his line, but you know, you've all watched Lost, of course. We love island shows. Um, so Yule works on getting Cowboy to vote for Cecilia, and Pennard does the same with Flicka. Uh, and Flicka says, I'm not thinking ahead. I love Flicka. She's just there for the time. Her as, like, the foil for Penner is perfect, because Penner is uh, being really annoying about this. I love... And so... (laughs) uh, I I loved when when Flicka said, I'm not thinking ahead, and he, like, tried to reiterate the importance of this, and he's like, this, this is a game. Like, what do you mean? He explained the idea of planning ahead, basically. Yeah. You just, have to plan ahead for this stuff. you got to be wearing a snakeskin hat like me. <laughs> I did think about his hat a lot throughout this episode. Like, What did you think of the scene where uh, they showed Parvati doing some, like, stretching stuff, and she was super flexible, and then they showed him uh, oh, just yeah. in, like... <laughs> just, like, on all fours, like, twisting around a little bit? He looked demonic. <laughs> he was like rolling his eyes back as he was doing it. I was like, yeah. it was funny because it was it was like that. someone someone doing that impressively, and then just like some guy doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, this show's so fucking fun. Yeah, it really is. Um, finally, Cowboy then tries to convince Flicka by saying they're the weirdos. Ugh, weirdos love when you relate over being a weirdo. The Tika Three, the Stooges. Yeah. They're like, we don't fit in. Okay? Yeah. So we should vote together. Stronger together. Uh, Speaking of voting at this tribal council, Jonathan talks about trying to pick the strongest people for his tribe. Is Jonathan the one that's flirting with Candace and Parvati? No, that's Adam. Who's Jonathan? Yeah, that, that is Adam. Is Jonathan either... It's not JP. What's JP? Oh, what's JP. JP's name is Jonathan. Yeah, it is JP. Okay. That's why I was like, I don't remember anybody named Jonathan on the. I saw Jonathan in my notes, and I was like, Jonathor from like season forty-two. It's crazy so. that he was on there. I, I feel like we would have remembered him when he also was like fifteen years old. <laughs> he snuck on. Yeah, Jeff assumes everybody is vying for Sundra's vote. Which is very funny because literally that never happened throughout the episode. He <laughs> was like, oh, you you have no alliances here because there's no other black people. Uh, great stuff. Good job, Jeff. Uh, Flicka says she's not used to the manipulation of this game. I wouldn't have been surprised if Flicka had just been voted out because Penner got fed up with her. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, it kind of seemed like that's the direction it was going to go where he was going to be like, she's a liability. Yeah. Uh, so I'm friends with Matthew McConaughey. I don't know if you've heard that before, so I know these things. <laughs> I was on Seinfeld. Uh, Cecilia's voted out five to three over Becky. Um, you know, I, I, whatever. I don't really care one way or the other. Do you care that Cecilia's gone? Uh, no, not particularly. Yeah. Um, Thomas, we've already done wildlife shots, which of course is the long-running favorite segment of the listeners. But we've got this new segment, too. 
and it's called Pope's Boots. So nasty that it's probably somewhat of a travesty having me. Then he told the people you could call me your no. majesty. Answer five quick questions and I'll guess your zodiac sign. And it's got a picture of Taylor Swift on there that says fire sign. This is the quiz for me. Yes, this is by Young Hosek. Uh, community contributor with only 820 points. We got you, Young. Um, we're going to get you two more points. All right, Thomas, let's choose some food. We've got pizza, we've got nachos, burger, ice cream, coffee, tacos, sushi, bread. This is a weird mix of stuff because, like, coffee is not food. Ice cream is barely food. Ice cream is only food for, like, the first five minutes you've got it on a hot summer day. Um, Jake, how do you feel about nachos, by the way? I, you know, I do love nachos. I just hate when people take the nachos with, like, all the stuff on it already. The fully loaded nachos. There should be some sort of rule against that. I think there should be, honestly. I went to a wedding last night, and they served tacos. So I'm going to go with tacos. I wish that you had just said they served. (laughs) They did serve. They were serving. It was giving wedding. Uh, um, it really was. Um, you can see my the way th- that they served wedding. I tell you. Um, Have you so, picked a food okay, yet? The re- what? Have you picked a food yet? Uh, I'm gonna pick pizza. Uh, but the uh, you know what? No, I'm gonna pick burger. Uh, Ooh. The uh, but uh, the reason I asked about nachos is like I don't know that I have ever had nachos before. Where I was like that was worth it. <laughs> Because right. they're just a huge mess, and they're, like, even really good nachos are not that good compared to other stuff. Um, I think if you're going to get something along those lines that's, like, a big mess with tortilla chips, you should just get some, like, chilaquiles. Yes, and eat I it love with, chilaquiles. like, a fork and knife. Yeah, it's much better that way. It's much better. Uh, more bang for your buck, I think. Nachos, just shit is always falling off of them. Yes. You know? Yes, and the restaurants refuse to implement the rules. Anyway, Thomas, what's the next question? What do you usually do on your day off? Uh, read, scroll on social media, watch a movie, go out with friends. Um, I usually watch a movie. As we uh, has been long established on the show, I don't know how to read. Although I, I know myself, so I said scroll things. on social media. Hell yeah. What's your number one social media now that Twitter's... Oh, I mean, it's Twitter still, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Where else am I going to go? Come on. What kind of music do you generally listen to? K-pop, hip-hop, rap, pop, rock, classical, country, music? Never heard of her. Hmm. What an interesting idea. Yeah, okay. Uh, I guess I'll say rock. I I listen to, like, a everything, though, you know? I listen to everything except country and rap, obviously. It'd be really funny to be like, I listen to everything except for uh, country. You know, like, you do the rap and country thing, but it's for, like, you just say, like, K-pop. Yeah. <laughs> As it's been established, K-pop, one of the only genres. Um, I think I'll, I'll lean more toward pop. Of I mean, I listen to everything, too. I love music. Uh, I love the way it sounds. What's your favorite color? Red, purple, green, orange, black, white, blue, yellow. Blue. Purple. And lastly, choose a vacation destination. Tokyo, London, San Francisco, Bangkok, Monterey, Mexico, Australia, uh, Antarctica. Who the fuck would go to Antarctica? Scientists. And then Lima, and then Lima Peru. Um, um, let me introduce you to a little movie called The Thing. Just a bunch of dudes having a great time in Antarctica. Yeah, just fucking chilling. I think I'm going to go with Lima, Peru. I've never been to South America, and Peru, I think, has a lot of mountains. Uh, I think I'd say Tokyo. All right. 
This one's this quiz says you're either a Cancer, a Scorpio, or a Pisces, also known as a water sign. You're someone who's intuitive and empathetic, and I'll I'll give them I'll give them right. They're right. They got it. I'm a Pisces. Earth sign. You're a Taurus, a Virgo, or a Capricorn. Wrong. Wow. Well, we got to retake loyal, it. You're patient, and practical, and you enjoy the finer things in life. Wait, what answer did you give wrong? Probably when you picked burger over pizza. Yeah, that's right. Because yours... What if, I, what if I picked pizza? Would would my life be different now? Signing doors. I'm gonna re I'm gonna refresh. I'm taking it again. So nasty. That's fine. I'm gonna travesty. How many days old people can call me your majesty? I need to know. Um... Yeah, let's let, let's go through. What Do you think I got Earth sign because I said rock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I got trip. water sign. If I picked pizza, I would have gotten water sign. I did everything else the same way. Okay, pick uh, pick hip hop or rock or so, or not. You're rock. either a Cancer or a Scorpio or a Pisces. Man, nope. they're really getting this wrong. Try it again. Change another answer. I did everything right, and they indicted me. <laughs> All right, we're going to say, um, let's say sushi, because I was thinking oh, about nice. that. That's going to give you water sign, too, the, that because of the fish. Scroll, yeah, scroll on social media. Mm-hmm. I'll say, uh, I'll say hip hop. Okay. Blue's still favorite color. And uh, the second choice, I think, was Australia for a vacation. So mm. we'll see what that does. Uh, Earth sign still. God damn it. What is your sign, though? I'm a Leo. Is that a fire sign? I don't fucking know. I thought it was an earth sign. When you said earth sign, I was like, wow, this quiz is really good. And then you're like, Leo is a fire sign. Huh. Um, Its representation as a lion is usually linked with the Anemian lion slain by Hercules. Um, Do Leo fall in love easily? A Leo man expects a certain level of understanding and gets bored easily. A Leo do Leo fall in love? Do, fe- do Leo fall in love easily? A Leo man also expects a certain level of understanding and gets bored easily. I think that describes you perfectly. A Leo man prefers a serious relationship. Also you. And he always celebrates the presence of his partner. Definitely. However, he takes a lot of time to fall in love. Okay. (laughs) Now I'm going to Google, do Pisces fall in love easily? And it's going to say, yeah, dude, fucking obviously. I uh, started typing, do you? Do Pisces and Leo get along? The psychological connection between Leo Pisces is quite strong. There you go. And that's from IndiaTimes.com. Astrology is real. Do Pisces fall in love easily? Fall in love easily. Look, I can't type either. Naturally, the Zodiac's hopeless romantic tend to fall in love very quickly. Glass says that Pisces is the epitome of falling in love at first sight. Oh my god! Like Billy and Candace. Now we need to see what Billy's astrological sign is. Googling what was Billy's sign. Billy Garcia astrological sign. Taurus. He's a Taurus, according to this website, Google.com. Taurus Taurus is an Earth sign, is it not? I don't know. I think it's a bull. Bulls come from the Earth. That's why you got Earth sign when you picked burger. Because bulls come from from the the Earth. Earth. Yes, that makes so much sense. Thomas, 
What's your uh, handle on the big blue drug known as Twitter.com? Uh, you can follow me at Tom, not Tom. I'm just thinking that I'm sorry to, uh, to still be stuck on this quiz. I think that maybe <laughs> what if I had to pick nachos in order to get fire sign? We got to try it. We got to try it. Let me let me see. I'm going to take that quiz again. I'm going to okay. see if uh, I'll pick nachos. I'm going to pick everything I wouldn't pick and we'll see if I get a fire sign. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to say nachos. We're going to say um, I guess we'll say read. I feel like I could do any of these on uh on a day off music i listen to uh we'll say k-pop because i wouldn't listen to that k-pop that's true favorite color um we'll say orange and vacation destination we will say uh antarctica (laughs) water sign damn it thomas i just took i just took i just took it again too but i went for my second choice on everything so i said i said Sushi. I said go out with friends. I said hip hop. I said orange. I said Bangkok. And I got fire sign. Would you go to Bangkok? Yeah, sure. Would you go out with friends? I would go out with friends. Would you listen hip hop? I would listen hip hop. Would you eat sushi? I just did this again and I just got an air sign. I get, I've gotten everything except... This is this is scientific proof that astrology is fake. I know that we just proved it was real because of our natural connection. Right. And it was the stars, not the fact that we... Uh, I can't get my sign even if I try to. Oh, Thomas, here's the issue. Okay, I just, I just Googled, are Leo stubborn? And it said, this is from pinkvilla.com, so you know it's legit. Leo is a passionate yet stubborn star sign. It's not even a fire sign or an earth sign or anything. It's a star sign. They're all star signs, aren't they? I'm yeah, just I was going to say, aren't they all star signs? <laughs> I was like, oh, There's it's a, a whole flaw subsection. with that there. Okay, well, we got to read. The point is, you're determined and passionate about getting this quiz correct. <laughs> Did you see the, um, the responses? I was, I was trying to look at those earlier. The responses like to what? This one. Oh, this one, somebody's called BTS Army Rules 007, fire sign, correct, I'm a Leo. Thomas, do you know your actual birthday? Because this person Why said... Why do you ask? They, they, they said they're a Leo. Who wants to know? They said uh, BTS Army Rules 007. They're a, they're a Leo, and they got it correct first try. Uh, but it also got 480 fails and only 164 wins. 66 what the fucks, 44 cutes, 38 LOLs, 34 OMGs. So that's a Quobes Quiz, best segment of all time. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at DYWSLN or on YouTube at The Only Survivor Podcast. The Only Fun Survivor Podcast, God forbid. <sighs> we have a few shows on Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash justpodcast, including this new one. Prompt, prompt, prompt cast. cast, prompt cast. How much is that one? <laughs> it's forty thousand dollars a month. I think we have one at forty thousand already. I'm Forty-five thousand dollars. There a we month. go. There we go. Price we is going to keep going up. <laughs> um, okay, so at forty thousand, since you brought it up, it 
people are curious. It is Justpedia. <laughs> Man, there's 40,000 uh, range. It's really good. 40,000 yeah, you gotta Look, you got to pay for the better shows. Justpedia, 45. <laughs> Promptcast. And, of course, at a cool 50,000 a month, you get to listen to us talk about dreams in a show called Did You Sleep Last Night? Good shit. Yeah, and it, you know, if you uh if you pay the 50,000 for uh did you sleep last night, you get all the other shows too. So, yeah, b- better below that. Do we do we want to set that precedent or do we want to go no? You only mm. you pay for them a la carte. They're all individual. I think the initi- We would have recorded a lot more shows if we did it. Yeah, I think the, the other way. The initial idea was if you pay for a higher priced show, you get all of the lower tiers as well. The lower tiered shows. But we have about 20 shows now. That sounds like a lot of work is what that sounds like. And we're not trying to work, you know? Um, Anyway. We would be recording podcasts like 24-7 if we... We would have the money, enough money to live on, but all we would be doing is recording podcasts. Yeah, who are we? That guy who does the other Survivor podcast? That's what we should be calling it, the other Survivor podcast. The other Survivor podcast, of course. Um, the only fun Survivor podcast is here on YouTube.com, and you can listen to it. Do you want to thank the fans, Thomas, for listening? Talk about I would audience like to thank engagement. the listeners. Thank you, listeners. But, Thomas, don't do too much audience engagement because we do have to get people over to Promptcast. That's where the audience engagement show is. Yeah, we just want to get them going, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 then yeah. they can do the rest. Absolutely. Um, okay, we have some reviews, maybe. Let me check real quick. I'm guessing it's probably not, because it's been, like, over a year since anybody's reviewed us. Um, but I'm already checking now, so I, we have to go through with it. No, it's one year ago, these guys stink. I... You know what? I'm starting to think the listeners stink. They're not they're not erasing that review. So Thomas, can you for the listeners who haven't left reviews yet, can you remind them what to review on Apple Podcasts? Just the Apple Podcasts one. No Spotify, no YouTube, just Apple Podcasts. Just Apple Podcasts. This is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. Spotify would, does not allow me to leave reviews, but if I could, I would say have a great. Or I would not say have a great summer. <laughs> I would say, I I would say I give it a big thumbs up. That's not even what it is. God damn it! I am all over the place today. Let me let me restart. Let's all right, try it. let's try it again. This is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. Spotify does not allow me to leave reviews, but if I could, I would say I look forward to seeing this in my Spotify Wrapped. Yeah. That's what you can you can write, or you can say "Have a great summer," or you can write uh, "Race Wars is my favorite season because of how they pit people against each other based on their skin color." You yeah, can write I love that the if theme. you want. I wish they would do it again. <laughs> I wish they would do this every season. <laughs> I heard that there's a diversity initiative in the new era. Why aren't they separating the new tribes by race? Also, seems like a good idea. Even though the diversity initiative is still fewer people of color than this season was. <laughs> it's still half white people on this show in the modern era. <laughs> anyway, Survivor's great. Did you watch Survivor last night? Is great. The only fun Survivor podcast. Um, and Thomas already said it, but I just checked the weather and it is already 80 degrees at 11 a.m. So I gotta say, have a great summer. Deuces. Sitting in the sun Count my money fan by
my summer breeze. You know how we love Sweeter the off-brand butters, right? Yes, we, we love the off-brand butters. So I was in the Jewel Osco this morning here in Chicago, Illinois. I saw this one. I'm going to text you this photo right now. Is this the future? Now you and I can agree I've never seen this photo before (laughs) For the listeners What the fuck? Can you read it out loud? I'm trying to think of what way to go There's I don't have a foothold on this one I'm gonna It's like Buter (laughs) So what it is To describe this to people Is it is like the word butter But where the U should be it's like an E Mario jumped on top of it. Yeah, an E Mario. Yeah, like the letter E jumped on top of it, like Mario jumping on a Goomba. Yeah, because the, the idea is, is like it's butter but better. So yeah. the E is like supplanting the U, but they're like jammed together, so it just looks like beauter. You could call the E an E lot. You you certainly could call it that because it's like a. But it's like an umlaut because it's like on top of the other letter, but it's an e, so you replace the u with the e. So that's kind of where I came from with that joke. You should. I like the idea of you creating the same situation with that joke, where there's something that says umlaut on it, and it's uh, the u is being jumped on by an e. Yeah, I don't know. I think better butter though. That is crazy that someone was like, "This is good. This will be." This will get, get, I mean, look, they're starting conversations with this, okay? 100%. That's, People are talking about it. You can't deny that. Yeah, you can't. Like, that. that's priceless in the advertising world. Did you notice um, that it's also a craft butter? I, I couldn't help but notice. I would love to make a craft beer that is like beer, and it's an E that is trying to replace the E that's already in, in beer. <laughs> You cross out the E E in beer and replace it with E T T E. Beerter. Beerter. I love that new IPA from Founders, the Beerter. And since it's by the the uh, better butter brand, uh, mm. there's like butter in the beer. Yeah, it's a butter beer. A, bu- a better butter beerter. Every beer has one full stick of butter in it. Mmm, tasty. It'll feel good in your belly. (laughs) Welcome to Race Wars.